The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. People say he ain't no good and I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning and pick guitar in the afternoon just like old Chief and Charlie, I like to lay around in the shade. Well, I ain't got no money, but you better believe I got it made. Cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing. If I can't get it on my own. If you don't like the way I'm living. Just leave this bald-headed country boy alone. What's up, folks? Thank y'all for tuning to the Josh Terry Podcast. I want to thank you to all of the sponsors of the show. And one of our sponsors, our lifetime sponsor, our only guy that is going to stick around until I drive this damn thing into the ground or make it to the mountaintop, Mr. Jason Johnson with Project K9 Hero is here today with me. And also, my favoriteest favoritest person on social media that i've got to be around so far my favoritest gay guy of all time i like calling you that because it just makes me sound cooler too you know it makes me not sound like i'm just a prick that i look like i would like <laughs> everybody to meet my boy conservative aunt oh i love you buddy thank you for finally coming to hang out Oh, I adore you. I adore you. And you know, you always have to pick up all the Pokemon cards. So you have to have a gay friend, you have to have a gay conservative friend, then you have to have a liberal friend. I mean, I get it. It's So I'm one of your Pokemon cards. Yeah, we're not going to use me and you and poke anything in the same cynics. We'll just go with my gay conservative friend, or just my friend, to be honest with you. Yes, you, yes. you could love women just as much as I do, and I would still adore you. I think they're beautiful. I love women. I do, too. They have been ruining my life for a long time, Bubba. Uh, so... <laughs> This is the first time you two guys have got to meet. And what I thought when me and Jason were setting up the show, I love what Jason does so much. And I know all the stuff that you pour your heart into, and all the conservative stuff, but it's not just conservative stuff. You do just a lot of shit that's just what's right. Like you, you're just, you stand up for what is right, regardless, blue, red, whatever the fuck it is. You're just a really solid dude. So thank you. There's a reason why I wanted to wait and do this episode with you guys. Jason, I would love for you to start off like you've never told anybody on this show before, even though it's probably your fifth time on with me now. I love having you on. I want you to tell Ant what Project K9 Hero is and why you started it. Absolutely. Well, first, thanks for having me and Anthony. Great, great meeting you, man. Uh can really appreciate all that you do as well. So my lifetime, this is my 30th year. I came in the army in 93, served as a military police, wanted to get out, be a SWAT canine guy. I uh, did that at Washington State, Yakima, Tacoma, Washington, after five years in the military. I uh, got 
everything I wanted to do by the time I was 33. I was, I was a canine handler, certified official, canine instructor, SWAT officer, defensive tactics, honor guard, uh, training officer, all that stuff. And I thought, man, what the heck am I going to do now? Because I didn't want to get promoted and you know be a supervisor. I just wanted to drive fast and kick ass. So I got recruited to go overseas with Blackwater, which is a contracting company for the government. Worked in Iraq and Afghanistan. I was a dog handler for the U.S. ambassador, doing searches for everyone from like the U.S. president on down. Uh, we do, pre you know, meetings between Secretary of State, President Karzai, vice versa. The elections in Iraq, I was the primary dog handler used in that, 2008, 2009. And uh, when you're out there contracting, risking your life, you're just kind of, it, it, it gets... You know, there's really not much of just between 250 red zone missions and 500 red zone missions. You're just you're just risking your life each time. Once you kind of get that experience, I mean, it's on the resume, and you can move on. But I went I went back to D.C. and I become an instructor at the ATF, where we teach the marshals, the CIA, the FBI, and, and stuff like that. Uh, 21 individual anti-terrorist assistant countries and. Uh, all branches of U.S. military before they deployed overseas with homemade explosives. And being an instructor there is like being a drill sergeant. So trained over 2,000 dogs there in our government, wherever town you're in. I probably trained dogs in your town. I trained dogs there in South Georgia, all of the United States. You name the you name the city, I probably got a student there, which is really cool. But I really didn't feel I was using my operational skills to give back as much. And so I went back to home lab security, and there I started being a kind of like a regional program manager called a field canine coordinator for what the dogs you see in the airport. So the dogs that are sniffing passengers for explosives and stop bombs coming on planes. I used to do kind of like a red zone or red, red team assessments on those, help with their certification, kind of manage the overall program. And that's where I was learning, hey, we're working these dogs, you know, right up to the point they can't no longer go, like physically, mentally, whatever it is. We, we use them in the government or the police or the military. And I was all fortunate to be in all both over the last 30 years. We use them until they can't do it. And then we discard them. And I became a person in the government that you, that would take your dog out of the program, help you get a new dog, give you the dog, but also remove it from financial responsibility of the government. And I thought that was wrong. You know, I thought like, hey, we're working these dogs. You know, they're giving our all their whole life. And then it's on the handler. Now, being a former handler, being a former police officer, military guy, you know, federal guy, we're not making extra money in our career to take on some of these bills that these dogs have. I mean, cancer, lymphoma, leg amputations because of tumors, stuff like that, $10,000, $15,000, So I started this organization, March of 16, took $500 on my pocket and I said, I'm going to, I'm going to make a difference. Still in the government at the time. I'm going to make a difference. I took 500 out. Started Project Canine Hero, worked really hard first year. I still I still employ, so they don't want you doing too much when you're still in the government. You know, you can't be talking about it too much. Don't be telling anyone your good ideas. Don't be getting on a show like this and talking about it. Don't do anything crazy. And uh, I kind of realized after the first year, if I was going to go where I wanted to go, which is what we're doing today, uh, I was going to need to quit my job and just go all in. I was only 41. I was a pretty high-ranking government official. So, I mean, you had the retirement set up. You got your, your deferred compensation. Uh, all that stuff that you could I could have had. And I said, you know, I'm going to quit all that and I'm going to go all in on my my dreams and my passion and Project Canine here. And I'm going to change the world. Police canines and military working dogs are treated for the rest of their lives for generations to come, which we're now the largest organization, I feel, because of our rehab rehoming facility here in Tennessee. we got 177 acres where dogs wow. who are going to be euthanized otherwise, dogs who are going to be put down because they're too aggressive, don't have a place to go, they can come here, live out their life. And then 
90% of our dogs stay with their handler and they're with that deputy sheriff in your hometown. They're with that state trooper. They're with that, you know, uh, Marine or that army soldier. And we're paying their bills at hundred percent. We got 261 dogs lifetime in the program since I started, uh, this past year we did 4.4 million. So we went from 500 in my pocket, 16 to 4.4 million last year. And we're approaching the $20 million mark right here this year from the day I started it. And I would have never thought in 2016, when I said, I'm going to do something that we would have made $20 million in this shorter period of time, but here we are. And we got all kinds of partnerships, uh, guys with like Josh, but you know, we rocking here, our project canine hero for nine line apparel, hats, mugs. I got children's books. I'm going to be out the rodeo finals this year. We talked a little bit about, um, you know, be, me being up for the distinguished patriot of the year this year in DC on December 13th at the American freedom fund awards, uh, up against some really stiff competition. Uh, been on Newsmax twice this year, been on Fox and friends twice this year. And just two weeks ago, wearing good morning America, for Veterans Day, they came out here and they filmed an episode of where one of our military working dogs who was going to be euthanized, we held on to him for 18 months, got him got him back to normal life, and his handler was able to get out of the military and is going to be able to adopt him now. So that that was just shown to 3 million people around the world. So that's, that's the gist of it. That's what we're doing. And we're always looking for more supporters and voices out there to spread awareness of our mission. Yeah, the first time, Anthony, he came, we got in touch with each other. Uh, we had a mutual buddy in Nashville. That was like, mm -hmm. gosh, I, I love, I know that I love what you do. You have to meet Jason. As soon as we met, we hit it off when he explained to me, uh, for all of those that have shitty attention spans, uh, I'm going to summarize real quick what Jason just said. If a dog that has been in the military law enforcement does not have the correct handler or whatever after it is retired, it is euthanized. Jason gives them a home. He also takes care of those dogs that are sick, injured, or whatever, if they're still with their handler, he Project K9 Hero pays their medical bills. So for me, I'm a big dog guy. I like dogs way more than I like fucking people. And yeah. and the second he told me that these dogs are euthanized, I if they do not have the correct handler afterwards, I was all in, dude. And I like it's I, I've never understood why they get treated this way, but I love that there's somebody like Jason standing up for mm -hmm. them. Yeah, I agree, Jason. Um, that's absolutely amazing. It's funny how the world kind of, or the the universe brings people like us together because yeah. not to drop my podcast, but I do have a, a network that I'm on called Failure to Stop and it's veterans and first responders are our main listeners. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to either have you on or I, I love the mission. So I would like to continue talking no, about I it. Yeah, you name it. I'll I'll come on there. I, I part of my job is the founder and CEO is to tell as many people as I can about what we do, get them involved, helps with donations, help with awareness. You know, a lot of people when I talk to even members of Congress or the Senate, they have no idea that our military dogs don't get help in retirement. They they would say to me, I thought we made it where they can stay with their handler in retirement, which is the first choice. And that is true. But that doesn't mean that handler, that sergeant in the Marine Corps has the funding to pay that bill. And you know they can't get another job that they work in the Marines. They can't go get a second job. So two things happen. Either they put it on their personal credit card and go in personal financial debt, which can take years, or the dog goes without. And that's just, that's the bottom line. Right. Sad. Yeah, super sad. Uh, by the way, Ant, didn't know you had a podcast. Uh, why don't you drop all that information real fast there, bud? 
All right. Yeah. I So obviously everybody can find me conservative ants on all platforms, literally all platforms, conservative ant across the board. A-N-T, because my name is Anthony. Um, I do work uh, with a network. Uh, my buddy, Jason, Eric Tanzi, um, my buddy, Eric Tanzi, is kind of the head of the network called Failure to Stop. He's an ex-special ops military guy himself, used to be a police officer for uh, Raleigh Police, I think Raleigh Police Department, North Carolina. But anyways, my show is called Night Shift, Top Secret Information. We kind of uncover a lot of different conspiracies and uh, government uh government conspiracies along with truth a lot of truth so um yeah so our main listeners are first responders and veterans i am a um a badge buddy myself jason so just to kind of throw that out there i don't know if you know what a badge buddy is but i sure do i've I've met a bunch of them and not one of them was a dude so yeah oh we (laughs) exist we (laughs) exist yes uh, but I really, I, I appreciate what you do, and uh, I'm going to continue spreading that word because I, I wrote it down, and I'm, we'll talk after the show. Awesome. Yeah, you got to get him on the show. Uh, it's just, there's so much into it. Like, you can't just have Jason on for five minutes and get the grasp of it. You go look at the Project K9 Heroes Facebook, and you look, there's every day there's a different dog that they're posting about. There's a different need. There's... Yep. There's some, a different event. Um, you know, he there's a big event, Anthony, if you got shit going on in January that they host every year in Nashville uh, that I, I've missed last year. I went to the first one, but I'll be there this year. Um, yeah, do you just – you get there and you just see, man. Everybody's just so passionate about it. And it's just something that nobody knows. Nobody knows that these animals get mistreated. If it wasn't for somebody like Jason, even like when we're doing our fundraisers too, uh, for them, we, we've done a couple different ones for them. And you just, nobody knows. No, literally nobody. I mean, it's the first that I've heard of it. I've I've worked with some veteran organizations that help to get dogs or canines for uh, veterans that are disabled. Um, So for emotional support animals and stuff like that, they train them um, and then give them over to, you know, our men and women, um, yeah, let me talk on that real quick, Ant, if I could, yeah. because a lot of people do confuse our organization with a service dog organization. Yeah, so that right? was Project like what I was different, yeah. right? So, okay. so what what I would say to that, I'm a disabled veteran as well, and um, you know, I think that while, and I've got thousands of veteran friends, so I'm not knocking anything that they do, but as a veteran, I can speak for myself and I can take action for myself. The dogs, on the other hand, cannot. They served our country as well. And I want to be a voice for them. I want to be their voice to say, hey, this ain't right. And I want to be there to help them and, and change laws and legislation. And then a lot of people think, you know, by getting a service dog and helping the veteran, which I think those organizations are great. And I'm mine's different because I'm, I'm a former dog handler, right? You know, and I train dogs and I, I work dogs. So that's my thing as being a dog handler. I actually had 15 certified partners in my 30-year career that I worked with from everywhere from Iraq, Afghanistan, the United States, all over the country, all over the nation, all over the world. And, you know, these guys, these guys aren't, no one's sticking up for him. And I wanted to be that guy that did. And then when we do pay that bill, when we pay that bill for that Marine, I gave that instance for, or that deputy sheriff, we're taking mental and physical and emotional stress off of that family. Right. So we'll just talk about today. Cause Josh, you brought up every day's new story. Today's canine Joker, Cleveland, Tennessee, Bradley County, Tennessee shot in line of duty two years ago. 
was on a call of some car robbery suspects and uh, took a bullet for his handler. He survived. He he had some major surgery at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, come back to work for a little bit. And then the injury started being complicated and he had to retire. As soon as he retired, that funding stopped. No bills were paid. That deputy sheriff now responsible for a lingering issue from his dog that saved his life. We've uh, this past week, we paid sixty six hundred dollars up at uh, University of Tennessee. He's back in for more complications, paralyzed in the back legs right now. Can't walk. Uh, was paralyzed in the face a little bit and uh, had to go back in this morning. I haven't even had a chance to post it up yet on our pages, but anybody wants to go to our website and learn about that, you'll see that on the website, our end of year giving is all about Canine Joker. Uh, you, you got social media stuff I'm posting on our Facebook pages at Project Canine here about Canine Joker. But just, just one example of a true hero that took a bullet for our community, uh, you know, and did not getting the help in retirement. If it wasn't for our organization, the, he would he would be he'd be have to be euthanized. Or that deputy sheriff. I mean, I think we're already over twenty thousand dollars. And if you guys know any deputy sheriffs in the world, you know they don't have an extra twenty thousand dollars laying around to pay a dog bill when they have a family and kids in school and, and a wife, you know, and stuff like that. See, that's why I adore you. I fucking adore you. I just. I love all the veteran organizations. We get a chance to, you know, I love that y'all are a, par a permanent sponsor with us. Mission 22, we do stuff with. Creative Vets up in Nashville, I do stuff with. And it's like, it, it, I'm not saying it's oversaturated in a bad way at all. Like, I'm glad that there are more organizations that are popping up every single day to take care of veterans. But with, like, the other aspects that you never think of, as far as the dogs, as far as some other things that go on, there needs to be just as much attention to that I ain't never put my life on the line for no damn body. A dog should be took care of before me. And like that, I think a lot more people need that in front of them. And if we don't, you know, if you don't do the events you do, if we don't have ant, if we don't have the shit I do, everybody else, like it's just, it's educating them. Yeah, I think it's important too for people to know that just because you didn't serve, because I do a lot of stuff on behalf of like, a civilian right i'm like listen i i didn't serve this country i wish i did but i didn't but i can serve this country and the men and women and their canine our canines right uh in a different way um and try to spread these messages and help these organizations and try to be a voice and try to be a shoulder for these people i think it's super important well you can still be a civil servant i guess it, a, a yeah. lot of us can like i I don't have a good excuse why I didn't serve. I didn't realize the importance of it till later in life. I, mm -hmm. I I never did. Like, I wish I would have. I didn't have that I'm a patriot feeling or I want to protect people feeling at a young age. I was more like, I want to chase ass and get drunk. So I'm going to pretend to go to college to where other people now I look back at it and the people that I idolize, the people that I am proud to call a friend or whatever are these people. And I feel like, the good people that you're going to meet on social media are just the good people you meet in life are the ones that if you have even the smallest of platform, the smallest of totem pole to stand on, you use it to honor those. And I think that makes you a civil servant. It's, you're obviously, none of us are as important as somebody that has put their life on the line for our freedoms. But at the same time, we're doing what we can. Yeah, let me let me explain that a little bit too. I mean, you know, as a nonprofit leader, you know, we we got a decent following combined, 250,000, not 250,000 on all the platforms, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that. And that's okay, but it's not huge. There's people with more bigger platforms. But 
I will tell you that most we have 135,000 donors and most of those people are not veterans. Um, you know, most of the people are just people who want to help. They love dogs. They love their patriots. And we need that. It, it, all my veteran friends, when you first start an organization like this, all they first do is second guess. Why are you doing it? Is it real? That can't be right. You know what I mean? And I get a lot of that pushback from my own veteran community, which um, I think, Josh, you know, but I'm one of the leaders in the veteran mm -hmm. community. I was voted the nine of spades. My organization was on the deck of 52 post 9-11, you know, veteran frontline leaders, which is really cool. Uh, so, you know, I'm a, you know, I, I'm a leader in the veteran community. And my thing with the veteran community is like, hey, if we could just all help each other. Hey, if we could just all support each other's organizations and goals and stuff. And that's that's hard to do in the veteran community because, you know, they're, they're very pessimistic, but I love them. But it takes a lot of convincing. But it does take people like both your, both of you who have a platform, who have a show, who have a podcast, who have a voice, who people listen to, to get out there and help us. And if it wasn't for people who didn't serve helping me, we, would, we wouldn't go nowhere. That's just a fact. That's a great point. Well, I just glad that there are people like you that have organizations that I don't mind standing up for because I'm a cynical cunt. And there's so many people that reach out that want me to help in one way or another. Yep. And how you just said that there's a lot of people in your community that are pessimists. They're like, you know, where, where's this money going or whatever. You're one of the few people that I would sit here and stand up on the biggest mountain I could and say, I've been around him. I know what he does. I've seen the people that just adore him. This guy's 100% the truth to where you do have fucking assholes out here that spoil it for the rest of us. I mean, even the stupid shit a couple years ago when Under Armour and uh, who was it? Uh, Wounded, Wounded Warrior. Wounded Warriors, all that bullshit happened. It made you second guess shit like that. So I understand why. But you're not one of those. You're, no, you're, I tell you're you. You're not one of those. Yeah, one of the things for those listening, well, Transparency is huge in uh, veteran nonprofits, huge. So on my website at projectcanonhero.org, you can go to the footer and you'll see our 990. That's our IRS tax form. It's got our 990 in there. And and I post our independent audit. Last two years in a row, super proud. We've been at 88% program services, 6% admin, 6% fundraising. Huge numbers for me. I've worked really hard to get those. We have a facility here. I have a staff here that takes care of dogs 24-7. So that 6% admin is probably not going to get any less. A lot of people I meet will say, Jason, uh, you know, I work for an organization. Nobody takes a dime. Well, you know, we're a multi-million dollar organization here. You know, we're going on five million on our way to 10 million, maybe on our way to 20 million. You got to run it like a business. If you're not mm -hmm. running it like a business, just like my apparel, my merch, my books, all that stuff, you know, you you can keep that percent low, but you have to run it like a business. Uh, I think you've seen my calendars, Josh, you've seen my annual report. You're not going to get that high quality stuff made if you don't have professional graphic designers and people working for you. And, uh, you know, people want to volunteer, but you got to think I have dogs that the military and police could no longer handle because they have aggression issues. We cannot have volunteers out here just letting them out and walking them. You got to have professional trainers who are police and military backgrounds who know what they're doing and don't get killed. And so, that's for that reason what we do, but super transparent. Our charity navigator scores on there. We're platinum with candid. And if anyone's ever looking to know if a charity is real, you can research all that stuff through those, those organizations and they should, they should have their IRS 990. There's tax filings, 48 pages, but it should be available. <laughs> and uh, that's one of the first things I tell people to do. And that's a red flag when you can't find it. Right. And you like, yeah. where, where is this thing? But yeah, we're, we're, we've been doing great. We're actually, 
in my in my space, which is kind of the police military nonprofit space, we're we're the highest rated that I know of in the world. Yeah, that's why I love working with you, dude. You just it, you go into more detail than you have to. You always got to watch the people that just you have to you in bare, this business bear the fucking yeah. the, do the bare minimum. Yeah, like, or say the bare minimum. You're like, I know, like yeah, whatever he says, I'm just gonna believe. Like he's gonna back every bit of it up. Right. We got to do when you make this four, you know, last year, $4.4 million donation. It doesn't come easy. I mean, you have, I have to bust my ass every day to knock on doors, corporate partners, trying to get roundups, uh, different deals all over the world to do that. And these people are smart. These people at this corporate level, if they're going to put you at a roundup at their register. They're going to want to see this documentation. You know what I mean? They're not just going to take your word for it. You're a nice guy. Oh, and so I've I've worked really hard. You got to think in 2016, I was still a government employee. I didn't I didn't you know I come from being a police officer and a soldier. I didn't know how to run a nonprofit. Sure, I went to college through while I was working and got my degrees and all that, and but I didn't know I had to self teach everything. And um, you know now now I see other nonprofits not doing it quite the way we're doing it. But all I know to do is be transparent and, and show our numbers. And show where the, money- the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. He's going, and we do that every day on our social media. Josh, you know this because I post the receipts, I post the backgrounds, I post the stories, I post the pictures. And so if you donated this week, we just paid $6,600 today for K9 Joker, and that's where your donation went. Yeah, it's funny with your social media. Every time that you post something on Facebook, if I'm not about to post something else that's going to slow my shit down or whatever, I always post yours like daily. I'll just share it or whatever. I've done got to where I don't have to look at the details in what you post. I just know that you overshare. Like I know that everything in there, you've overdone it to where you can have a whole fucking novel that's right there <laughs> attached to a picture. And it's like, I don't have to read this. I can get the, uh, I can scan over it, skim it real fast, share it. And you just don't get a lot of people that are that trustworthy. You know, it makes me laugh though. You said it a while ago and I'd never thought about this before. You're, I didn't realize that the people that you had there at the ranch had to be certified in these dogs. So like I thought for kind of a little bit of time, like you had volunteers, like just these innocent sweetheart of people that want to go out there. And I would think to myself, there's no way that some of these people haven't got the no. shit beat at, bit out of them and all kind of stuff. No. I didn't realize you had to have handlers on site. That can't be cheap itself. We no, we got Chris. Chris. Chris is running stuff like when I'm in Vegas. Chris worked for Rutherford County Sheriff's Office for 30 years. K9 for 17. Retired as a patrol captain. Uh, you know, uh, worked dogs there in the in the unit there in in the Murfreesboro area and retired. And and after 30 years in law enforcement, it's now here. Um, but, you know, he supervised a lot of dogs, worked a lot of dogs. We got guys getting out of the military who were dog trainers, military working dog trainers who want to come here and work. I got one coming out of Fort Bliss who's just now uh, getting out of service. And um, they got to have a passion for the dogs that uh, that, that kind of get a bad rap, right? It's kind of like you taking a, 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 a kid in the neighborhood under your wing because, you know, 
other kids don't want to play with them and they're they're kind of being misunderstood and they're not getting their opportunity because the government and the military will certainly put these dogs down if they're too aggressive and they can't find a home for them. They're out of options. Well, we're the option. And, you know, because of my background in police and military, we have that, we have that rapport with those agencies. They know to call us and they know we can help. And that, that, that really sets us apart as well. And that makes me feel really good that we're a trusted resource, uh, you know, for all levels of government to say, Hey, you know what, give Jason a call and see if they can't help. And, and, and that, that gives us a lot of credibility. I think we need to get Anthony trained up to to come and watch some of these dogs and take care of them. I was just thinking that. So so let's let's talk about that real quick. You'll be able to meet some at January 25th if you can come to Nashville Palace. We're gonna have K9 Mattis there. If you're on TikTok, K9 Mattis has got oh about God, five and a half. Mattis. He's gonna be there. He's a, he's we a member of our program. We he used had, to follow uh, each other. Yeah, so he had he had a bloat bloat incident two years ago that we saved his life. He Friday night had to go in the yard. It was eight thousand dollars, and we were there. He was in our program. And so that's Mattis, January twenty fourth in Nashville, January twenty fifth. It's a Thursday. It's going to be uh, doors open at five. We'll get some music going, and six o'clock. I just give you guys. I haven't released the artists this year, but working on big ones. But for give you example, last year Mr. Daryl Worley was kind of our headliner. The last two years. Songwriters up there like Anthony Smith, Clint Daniels, Aaron Barker, uh, you know, some of the big names. Keith Anderson was up there, Jared Neiman. We had Lee Bryce, Mr. Lee Bryce came in, played a song last year. He was there in the crowd. Uh, Danielle Peck from Sirius XM, Y2 Country is our host. Uh, she's hosting again this year. Uh, last year in the females, uh, on that round, we had Miss Jana Kramer, uh, Heidi Newfield, we had uh, Jamie O'Neill, so we we get some big names. I'm trying to get even bigger names this year, and I didn't, uh, I didn't realize you had Jamie O'Neill last year. I am kicking yep. the shit out of myself right now. <laughs> Songwriting son of a bitch. She's Gosh, great. She's I thought I thought you would have said something about Jenna Kramer, but uh, okay. I, that, Jenna Kramer's good. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I'm more of the sad girl country shit when I listen to it. And Jamie O'Neill is where it is at. Yeah, yeah, she's great. She's, they're all great. They're all great. Yeah. And so we've just been fortunate to have, uh, so we do the song rounds. We do, you know, three, three, four rounds of, of songwriters. So in, in high level country artists from Nashville and beyond. And then we got some, some of our own dogs like Mattis will be there and some of our own ambassadors, live and silent auction, trips, guns, everything we can do to raise money sign guitars you name it and uh it's just a great event we got a little after party in the front room goes to two o'clock so uh you know get a room nearby we yeah. there's opry land across the street we got a we got a discount code i think over at holiday inn and stuff which i think i've asked josh i've shared some of the uh flyers that we do have for now i haven't released the artist because i'm, I'm working on some headliners we put up a billboard in nashville uh i want to give a shout out to lamar advertising nashville for uh, those who listen, I know you got a lot of listeners in Nashville. We have, we're on billboards all over Nashville. And uh, I made one for the event and they put it up Friday. They donate that to us That's as cool. a nonprofit. Uh, we put, we put Danielle on there. She looks better than I do. I'm not afraid to say Danielle Peck looks better than me. Um, and uh, she's up there right now, but that's just kind of a, you know, here's the date. Here's to get your ticket to project canonhero.org. I will tell you, we will sell out to your audience, Josh. Uh, so Finding us on social media, seeing the post, but going to projectk9hero.org, right up top, there's a slider, and uh, it's one of three sliders where you can click to get your tickets. And we're get, we're, we're still doing sponsors. So my 
you know, we're I'm raising that sponsorship level every year. Sonic Automotive, this year's title sponsor, which is, you know, in the racing business, Sonic Automotive is a big business. They're the title sponsor. And uh, we still got some tables available. So, you know, uh, as little as $1,000 can get you a four-top table for you and your crew. Uh, bronze sponsorship, and then it kind of goes up to 2500 5000 10000 20000 We've already sold the 25000 There's only one of those. So um going to be cool. So if you're listening and you got a business and you want a great night with your team, you want to get a four-top, six-top, eight-top, uh, you know, get a table as a sponsor to do that. Or if you just want to come, grab yourself a ticket, projectk9hero.org. Uh, you know, the Palace, I comfortably like to put about 500 people in there, and we'll we'll have that sold out here pretty soon. So. One of the reasons I want to come on now, Josh, was to talk about that and get those tickets sold out. So when I announce these big names, people are going to be lit. Yeah, go ahead and give my broke ass one of them cheap tables. Uh, that's about the best I could do. We'll 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 get one from you this year. You want a thousand? You want the bronze sponsorship table? Uh, yeah, I want the I'm a cheap fuck table because I am a <laughs> I I am a poor. Uh, don't worry, I'll I'll, I'll buy all your liquor. Wow. <laughs> let me uh, let me give a shout out to the Nashville Palace. You know, not only, not only do they donate that, the bartenders work for the tips only, and uh, we don't they take care of all that stuff for us as a donation and their time back to Project Canine Heroes. So I don't even have to worry about how much liquor you buy. Well, there you go. Uh, and I'm go. gonna make I'm gonna make sure this year, like, I'm gonna try to talk Ant into coming. Uh, yeah, there's, definitely. There's, there's a couple more folks. My goal every year, even though like last year we didn't get to make it, we had some social media personalities come uh, that I pushed that way. And uh, I just would love more folks to fucking go and see and hear the stories and read your social media. And I think there's there will just be so many more people get fired up about what you do. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I agree. It's what we do. It's what we love. It's our passion. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy to come on your show uh like love that you get up there get some okay, pictures I have, with Mattis. i have you down already awesome yeah. yeah you notice how he hasn't asked me it can kiss my ass it's not like i don't have a top one percent show in the whole fucking world he's like here's you know the, what he's like you know what i'm good wait, i'm good i don't want hold to on, hold on josh here's the thing I, I just we do i just started i just got my own slot on it so you're not really that big of a conspiracy theorist, are you? Because my show's a lot of conspiracy. Now I can get him on some of the veterans. Uh, uh, please, yeah. what conspiracy theory you want to talk about right now? <laughs> you name one right now. I, well, you know, this is, you read my shirt, right? This is like our biggest conspiracy of the world, the Just government. A, yeah, no shit. I am, like, when I started this show, it was called Politics, Religion, and Whiskey. We had to knock that off. I remember. Yeah, but it was mainly because, like, when you would have a country artist on here, the first thing I would hear from them is, I don't want to talk about politics or religion. I want to keep it to just me, life, all this kind of stuff. And they didn't realize it was a play on words. It's from one of my favorite country songs. I just want to be shot. Yep, exactly. I just wanted it to be where people came on the show and were able to talk about whatever they wanted to. It did not matter whatever they wanted to. I am... Over the past couple of years, I have drifted from a conservative to an independent. Just I just I just don't get either side anymore. Like I think everybody's as full of shit. To be real with you, I, I like I've preached more of work on your small town government, work on what you can actually change. You you know at that level, and you can't worry about the shit that's so much bigger than you anymore because it's just going to be what it's going to be. But 
that don't mean I don't still feel very passionate about a bunch of those subjects. And when it comes to conspiracy theories, oh, I'll go with you all day. I got you. You're on. You're on. That's literally, I think, the first probably 50 shows I ever did was me <laughs> telling everybody how the government killed JFK, how uh, Bill Gates was trying to take over the fucking world, how Joel Epstein is a piece of shit. Uh, I mean, not false, all true things. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, I know, I know. Listen, I, I've had, I had a, an act, I had an active Freemason on to kind of uncover, you know, the, the Freemasonry stuff because people think that that's whole a whole thing. I mean, we had somebody that was in a cult. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Like, like, there's things out there that I'm still like, wait, that's real, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, okay, well. Um, but I'm with you on the independent stuff. I think a lot more Americans are probably a little bit more independent anyways, because they don't trust the governments anymore. Um, I don't know at what point we really did trust them. We're supposed to trust them. But I think they let down a lot of Americans. And, I mean, this is world government. This is around the world. I mean, people have been let down in every country that you can think of at this point, because I was just in Europe not too long ago. And as an adult that's in politics here in the United States, I was super excited because I finally got to find out what was going on across the pond, right? Like on the other side of the the ocean. And um, they're dealing with the same stuff, corruption, government corruption, money taken from citizens, not enough money, inflation, jobs. It, it's all the same shit. So at what point is everybody just going to want to fix it from like you said more of that small town shit um and get down to the nitty-gritty unfortunately a lot of that small town shit like me and you running for public office sometimes the big dogs already got their money in these guys pockets and so they already win elections before the elections even happened because they got the moolah yeah i, I still think though i think like the next generation of politician anyway is people like you I think the people with the social media platforms, if you'll actually run for office and like you'll do it the way that I'm not using my social media platform, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Like mm -hmm. it's almost like it's got to be opposite. It's I have such strong beliefs. I built a social media platform because of my beliefs. Not once I got a big platform, I decided to run for office, like or off my beliefs. Like mm -hmm. I think I think that's the next generation of politicians. And I'm excited about that because there's even like the psychos with the Q9 stuff. Like I, I do, I fucking believe, believed half of it until it got to the point to where this was supposed to happen. This was supposed to happen. This was supposed to happen. And it was like, it's never going to happen. I'm an idiot. Shit believed in the shit. Well, you know, I got some, I got some funny shit for you. I, I, me, conservative aunt, I've been wrapped up in some conspiracy shit too along the way. People yep. thought that I, paid for by the Republican Party, to be put on social media platforms. I'm a PSYOP. I worked for the FBI. I think it's hilarious. I think it's great. Um, but, you know, it's it, it gets to a point where it's like, there's a portion of Americans that are like, oh, well, well, well let's wait. Like, this, like, trust this. This is the plan. This is what's going to happen. I'm like, hey, nobody's coming for you. Let's go. Get up. Nobody's coming for you. You're waiting. Who are you waiting for? No one's saving us. You got to do it now. You've been waiting for three years, four years. You got to get up and start doing something. 
Everyone's like, oh, 5D chess, we're waiting for just the plan. Well, what, what is the plan? What was it? Because now everyone's broke. So what's the plan now? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think of anything the past couple of years have taught us that just the way that Jason has took into his own hands to do this for these dogs, that we have to yep. take shit into our own hands, but do it the right. correct way. Not, not the fucking – there's a lot of people on social media that want to just literally – that guerrilla warfare type shit or whatever that we just have to bombard people with our beliefs. I don't think that's what you do with anything. I think mm -hmm. that you have to go about it the right way. Let people see it almost like I'm a Christian. I'm not the best Christian in the world, but I'm a Christian. I'm not an example setter. I do me, but I don't ever just run at somebody and be like, I love Jesus. I let you kind of see it in me first to know that I'm not full of shit. People that's right. usually the loudest are the ones that are the fakest in my opinion. And like, when you see people like you, Jason, and what you stand for and what you do, you're not pushing it in a way that where you look fake. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like Ant, with you, I'll be real with you. I could see where a lot of people would be like during the time period, you start exploding on, on social media. They'd be like, Oh no, he was a plant. Like it is like, I can see that, but you don't necessarily stick to the far extreme, right? You usually you like usually support what you feel is right. Yes. Like if it was every single topic, like that's where I think when government was fucking put into place, I don't ever think it was supposed to be right or left. I think everybody was supposed to be the middle of the aisle. And on every single situation, every single bill or whatever, it should have never been, oh, we're gonna go over here because we're we're conservative. We're gonna go over here because we're liberal. No, it should have been. This is what works best for my family. So I'm going to go on that side. You know, I think you're right about that. I think that the conservative movement, I think if if Donald Trump had done anything for for politics, I think what he did was he he shook it up. I mean, he really put everybody in a in a barrel and shook it up and then emptied it out. And so now when you think of conservative, this isn't your mom and dad's Republican Party. I mean, conservatives have splices of every different background and belief and religion. And but what they're what people try to think is, is like, if you're a conservative, then you're automatically a Republican. Well, that's great. That's that's what 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 they're probably going to vote for. But conservatives are actually pretty liberal minded. I mean, they're pretty center people, the new age conservatives. I think that the media is one of our biggest problems right now because they they push a narrative and then they brainwash everybody to think of to think the same so you have to turn that off you have to watch that with a take it with a grain of salt and then do your own free thinking and be like okay well i heard this on the news but and then kind of look into it look at different avenues and then come up form your own decision absolutely one thousand percent. So many people that just listen to what they're told and they never ever look into it. Right. And then also, you know, not to keep going back to Jason and Project K9 Hero here, but we've pushed, especially in this country, we have pushed, you know, you have a big social media following. Uh, I have a decent one. There's no reason why people like me and you should have a bigger following than an organization like Project K9 Hero. There, there's no sense. Like we're pushing the negative and me and you aren't negative, obviously, but we're pushing a lot of people that are just, why are we fucking listening to them? Why, why are we listening to just this, you know, 
this big titty bitch on TikTok. Why does she have 2 million people that watch her every move? But for Project K9 Hero, we got a panhandle. We, we got to beg for people to help. And that goes for a lot of veteran organizations too. Like we, we're letting the media just completely control what they think this country is made up of and what we actually support. And it's bullshit. Yeah, I will. I, I was going to say, I will say on ours, there's one thing I really try to do, Josh, and I know you've been following for quite some time. I never post anything that isn't straight up about Project K9 Hero. Yeah. I don't share national news. Even if a dog gets shot out in California, I don't share it on our page. If it's not our dog and our program, I don't share it. And the reason I do that, I tell you this, because while we only have a quarter million followers on all combined, uh, they all know who we are. They know who I am. They know the dog's names. Sometimes I do little trivia things out there like, hey, I'll just put 10 pictures of the dogs. Who can name all these dogs and win a shirt? And, and these people know they're like diehard. And I I really like that. Um, rather than having 250 million people, I really have 250,000 people actually know my name, know the dog's name, knows what the story is. And, and, and for that, that's why I never share anything that's not ours. And I'm really strict on that. But um, uh, I agree because on these other some of these other platforms, I think people just kind of the media pushes it and then they just kind of follow what they think is popular, what they think is this. And they don't really have any real clue about what that's all about or or what what the message should be. You yeah. let you let some dumb blonde that's got five million followers that can't count the three wear a Project K9 Hero shirt one time. And post a link to it. All of a sudden, <laughs> like it's, it'll blow up on social media, but it'll blow up for the wrong reasons. I love that your people are genuine. They're sincere. That They're not just following you because of a T-shirt or because of a social media personality. They're following you because it's a good yeah. fucking cause and yeah. a good organization. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we've had a few influencers out there and I'm, you know, cause I'm in Nashville a lot like you and we're friends with a lot of people like that. And it, it does happen, but even those influencers know exactly who I would, I'll just mention kindly, kindly Myers wears our shirt. She's posted our shirt, but kindly used to work down at Tootsie's. She used to be a bartender there. She used to be in the army national guard. They're the reserves. She's actually a veteran. Uh, she knows all about Project K9 Hero, loves dog, loves our organization. I don't know if you know, I'm going to assume, you know, kindly Josh. I, I'm pretty sure I know who she is. Yeah. And so, uh, but she's posting stuff in our shirt, uh, you know, so it is great to get people out there who do, you know, support our organization, but um, we try to keep it as internal just for that reason. I don't want to, I don't want to attract all her fans over to my page for the wrong reasons. I want, I want that to be organic. And I want, when we get on there and share a story that they're engaged in that story and they have compassion for it and they donate because at the end of the day, we don't go nowhere without donations. We don't even exist. Mm -hmm. Well, that right there, I think, is how we wrap it up with this one. Uh, Y'all, that, that's that's all you need to know, like what he just said. It, without you guys, the reason why I asked Ant on today wasn't for me and Ant to bullshit. We could do that on another episode sometime. But <laughs> I want people to understand what Jason does, that there is something special to it, that nobody else was doing it. Jason decided – that he was going to take it into his own hands. He was passionate about something. He believed in something. He decided, I'm not going to wait on the next person to do it. I'm going to do it. And if you, I don't care if you follow me, I don't care if you buy any of my merch, go over to projectk9hero.org. 
check them out. Go follow them on Facebook. Follow them on Instagram. Look at all what they do. And also, this other guy right here, Ant, he does some pretty good shit, too. So make sure you go check out his social media, his podcast, uh, all that good shit. Just, I've said it a million times. Social media is huge, but find the good people. Find the people that stand for what the hell you stand for. Let them be a voice for you if you're not going to use your own voice. Watch who you support. And if you are going to support anybody, support people with a good fucking cause behind them. I agree. Well said. Yeah, well said. Well said, Josh. I just remind everybody, January 25th, Nashville Palace, Performers for Pause, third annual. Going to be some big names hosted by Danielle Peck. Uh, the, I'll release the names. I might even wait till after Christmas, but they'll be they'll be big. And uh, you know, if you people who, who want to get tickets, they're on there, projectk9hero.org now, or people who uh, you know, vice versa, want to uh sponsor a table, all that's on there as well. So we appreciate the support. Thanks for having us on. And it was great meeting you. And you I look forward to and, and it's all about connecting yeah. people together. Josh, thank you for doing that. Um, thank you for what you do, Jason, and I look forward to talking to you. All right, guys. We really appreciate it. Hey, projectk9hero.org is the website, and they can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Project Canine Hero. Hell yeah. Ant, drop your social medias real fast, and we'll get out of here. Conservative Ant, all one word, A-N-T on all platforms. Failure to Stop Network, Night Shift, Top Secret Information on iTunes and Spotify. All right, folks. Well, you heard it here. Check them out, and uh, make sure this time of year, you go download each and every one of our episodes from this past year. You got a chance to win $500 on December the 20th. Also, our eighth annual toy drive is going on. Thank you to Project K9 Hero for helping with that. By the way, they sent a bunch of children's books, uh, some other stuff, some calendars, uh, some red rocket lipstick, our lip balm. Uh, they sent us all kind of stuff we're sending to families this year. So thank you each and everybody for helping with that. And uh, just thank y'all for being part of our family here at Raising Grace Studios. We love y'all. And, uh, Hey, we'll catch you tomorrow. Thank y'all.